people we've been talking about have been wondering why is sex kind of taboo? You know, we had the sexual revolution in the 70s, the 60s and 70s. And then people are wondering, like, kind of what happened to sex that made it kind of conservative again? And a lot of the answers that people <clears throat> have been thinking about is maybe it was the HIV AIDS crisis, mm. if we can. I think we need to call it that. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, and how to explain it? Because at that time when HIV started to come, as actually the liberation here was really, you know, going, it was okay to come out. Mm -hmm. But after HIV come, two things happened. Like the gay people were suddenly the people that were having this disease mm -hmm. from the society. So that was one thing. But also in internal in the community, people started to get afraid. Yeah. People were so afraid of this disease because we didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. So it just started also to do... Yeah. That it changed, it changed from very, you know, outgoing and very liberal to be like, hmm, and, and you know, the gossip around, oh, no, don't go home with him, because yeah. he's, he's maybe one of them, you know. Oh. So a lot of things happen. And I was actually working in a gay club at that time, you know, when it really started and some of the uh, drag queens there got it because they were traveling, so they, were out there also. they have been in the United States. But what we also saw, you know, it sounded like because we didn't know in the beginning, mm -hmm. how was it actually transmitted? Actually, yeah. in the beginning, here we said the commercial was to use condom, blah, blah, blah. But also snoring deep, deep tongue kiss was, you know, on yeah. the list of that we didn't know. And I remember, you know, working in the bar and, you know, when people come to order, people are like, two gin and tonic. But they actually spit a lot, you know, when we are talking out yeah, loud yeah. and you can't hear what, what the customer is ordering. And I remember, you know, I was like, mm -hmm, taking the order. Keep my mouth, don't breathe, turn around, discreetly do like this and then take the gin and tonic yeah. because we didn't know. So on that level, just that part was actually, you know, quite scary. Mm -hmm. And now uh, we're coming back to the chemsex later, but it had developed now. It's actually yeah, because then the AIDS crisis is kind of like in many Western countries stabilized mm -hmm. and we got prep. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK, now we can have sex again. And now kind of a new crisis is coming up, the chemsex crisis, actually. Mm. But how was it like, what was the, what was the quantum culture like? What is the quantum culture like? The no condom culture <laughs> is for most people better. Mm. But I think actually in Denmark, at a certain point, there was this, that people actually become better in using condoms. But it meant less sex because for many people here, also for the gay community, people didn't want to use condom. Mm -hmm. So it was that like the sex have changed. I don't have any evidence for my what I'm claiming now, but actually, I saw a, a change in actually the sexual behavior in the bedroom, because instead of condoms, actually toys were increasing, and yeah. fingers and fisting yeah. started to grow more, and you know, a water sport, yeah. going to the shower, also kind of had a, an increasing. Maybe it's just because of you know how the world developed the world develop but i also actually think you know because the cum was suddenly the you know the dangerous part so yeah. if we could replace that with piss yeah. you could get more and you could still get wet you had all this you know of getting liquid yeah. but it was not dangerous to have that kind of liquid the toys was not dangerous it was the dick in the ass so if you start to use toys instead and fisting and stuff like that it actually was less risky sex Interesting. So, yeah. And, and there's no doubt from my perspective where I sit with my work, the counseling part, 
from when did I started this job like 25 years ago um, we didn't talk fisting at that time we talked condom we talked using condom for anal sex yeah but then it's an increase you know now we talk about sex without condom we talk prep and I talk a lot more about fisting and gloves and stuff like that but why didn't you talk about fisting people didn't raise it so you know we I talk about with my clients you know if you come and say I want to talk about bondage then we talk about that yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going with my clients, you know, yeah, what you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. But it's, it's maybe also because there have been some shame about it back then, mm-hmm. where now people are more like, hey, that's what I'm into. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But So do you feel that people are more are saying that they are maybe more into fisting as a means of like STI prevention or something like that? Yeah, I think it started like that. Now yeah. I think it's, you know, a lot of other issues coming into it. But yeah, I think that was some of the thing. But actually, people also in a period start to have less partners, where it gave people are famous for having a lot of partners. Mm-hmm. And for a certain period, it actually gone down. Mm. Um, and that I, we can see because we're doing surveys. When you come to get tested for chlamydia, or whatever, you have a questionnaire, and then we can see, you know, how is it actually going? And people are back on track. I can say that I like my, <laughs> a lot of sex is going on again. Yeah. So. So the AIDS crisis are definitely gone, but that's also because we have got PrEP. And how, how does that work for PrEP here? Because I remember it's new in Iceland. Yeah. Um, it's only been here for there for a couple of years, and there was really strict criteria who could get PrEP. Yeah, yeah. It's the how, same, yeah. It's the same. Mm. I, I think they were also saying that you had to be like alcohol-free and drug-free, and there was all these kinds of... Okay, then it's different. <laughs> because here we actually say if you are a chemsec user, it's a criteria. Yeah. So if you are in that, because then there is higher risk that you're doing say, uh, sex without condom or yeah. sex there is more risky. Okay. Because of the fisting, I mean, a little bleeding, you know, all that kind. But also because, you know, when you're high on drugs, the less you want to talk to think about is the condom. So you're just like, yeah. actually people go here when they do drugs and go to the sex parties. It's implicit that it's uh, bareback parties. Yeah. And we okay. have brought a client say that if you come and you claim that you want to use a condom, it's a no-go. Then you're yeah. kind of like not welcome in the party. Yeah, okay. So the PrEP criteria here is like that you, chemsex is one thing. You have to have a STI in for the last half a year and have multiple partners, at least one new partner every month. Yeah, okay. And then you can do it like, you can actually go to your doctor, mm-hmm. your, your, promise, what is it? your, yeah, your, your, yeah, 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 your, your yeah, doctor, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of doctors still don't know about it. So we have had clients, you know, coming and say, okay, I want this. I fulfill the criteria. And the doctor was like, what is PrEP? But we also do it through the AIDS organization, AIDS funded mm-hmm. checkpoint in Denmark. So you can actually come if you're a gay person or a transgender person and you think PrEP is a good idea, then you can come to us and get it actually at our place. Yeah. 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 Okay. But what do you feel is the conversation around like HIV here in Denmark? Do people know how it works? Is it forgotten? Some people worry about that, that it's kind of forgotten. That was a very good question. I think it's in the population outside this, the smaller communities, like the sex workers and gay people, the mm-hmm. LGBT uh, community. I think for many people out there, that's what we also hear in the hotline, people are still afraid of it mm-hmm. and they don't know a lot about it. Actually, we still have, you know, I'm sitting there two times per month and we can still get questions like so I went to a sex worker and 
she was uh, sucking my, my sucking me off with a condom on, could I get infected? Yeah. So a lot of people actually don't even know, you know, because they think I've just been a sex worker and then maybe I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the broader uh, population, they still have things that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And the education in schools, to be honest, it's not what we're talking about anymore. It is yeah. a, a kind of, when you say forgotten, it is kind of a forgotten disease. Mm-hmm. And among gay people, so many people are now taking PrEP. We know the medication is working. Yeah. So they're like, actually, there, there have been a trend, if you could say that, that it's better or safer to have sex with a HIV positive person there on treatment than it is to have sex with a person that you don't know the status on. Yeah. And that's kind of like a lot of gay community know this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that everybody, there's still people, you know, they are afraid. But is that... A, if, and don't dare to have sex, actually. I have clients that they actually come in, uh, they haven't had sex for a long time and they don't dare to have sex because they're still afraid of ca- catching HIV. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, are people still asking about the status? Less and less, actually, because most of the dating apps we're using, yeah. you can write in your profile. Yeah. And you will see that have been increasing that on Grinder, that people are writing their statues. Yeah. But you will see a lot saying that I take PrEP mm-hmm. or take a treatment as prevention, means that you're HIV yeah. positive and you take the treatment. But a lot of HIV positive people still use, I'm taking PrEP, because they don't, don't want to disclose that they're HIV positive. But it is going down and people would more ask like, are you healthy? We still hear that, but yeah. it's actually surely going down. That's a bit shameful saying, are you yeah. healthy? Because yeah. 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 it still has the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. And also in the old days, people are talking about... And I still have seen profile where saying that uh, sickness free. And you know, when you are HIV positive and you're dealing with that. Yeah, and you're of talking course. About yeah, that, it's like, totally. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, but I don't have a flu. Of course, they know what it's about. But, yeah, yeah, but exactly. It's like, yeah. so stigmatizing. So. But now it would be like a question like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Meaning, yeah, yeah. you know, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. But you will really see a lot now writing that they're on PrEP. Yeah. And more than we actually have on PrEP. So So it's it's not necessarily that trustworthy, the no. PrEP conversation. No. And are people, do you know, the people that are on PrEP, are they really like good at maintaining it? it yeah, 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 it? yeah. Every, every study we have done here so far is that showing that people are actually quite good at it because then it's like, I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I don't have to trust you in what you're saying. Exactly. I trust myself. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I trust myself and I, I take it for my own precaution. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think actually there's a big um, uh, adherence. I mean, yeah. it's really, yeah. Okay, cool. It's quite good. And most people here, they are HIV positive, are also on treatment. We, I think it's 98% they are on treatment. Yeah, 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 and they're well treated, so they have so low viral load that they cannot infect others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I learned that in school. I think two thousand nine. I was like, "What? Stop the press!" I was like, "You need to talk more about this viral load and how good the medication yeah. is." And I was like, "Nobody knows this." That's how I felt in two thousand nine. I'm like, "If you're not a part of that community that has received that yeah, education, yeah, yeah. nobody knows." No. It's really and, interesting to me. And there have been some, you know, some of the newspapers, but they, but it's always, you know, when they do, when they catch up this story, it's like still HIV positive people can now have sex without condom, you know. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you have yeah. to read the whole article to find out, ah, it's because they cannot transmit anymore. Exactly. But it's not the headline. No, no, no. So, yeah. I mean, so there's still, you know, this news thing about it. 
but yeah. but it's not really something we talk about. I thought it was quite interesting. I was asked to do a talk. Uh, this was probably seven years ago or something. Um, on the HIV day, they were doing the symposium, different lectures, and I was asked to come talk about sex. So I showed up there and everybody was super serious. And I was like, okay, this is way more serious than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, I want to talk about loop. And I talked a lot about loop and the people are there. They were like shocked. They're like, why would you have the topic here about sex? And I was like, isn't this HIV? Mm -hmm. How can you not talk about sex? Like, I I know they were like, not everybody here got it through sex. And I was like, no, but every person is connected to sex, whether you have HIV or not. And it was really, they thought it was really aggressive to have a talk about sex on the HIV day. So I was like, wow, maybe that's what you're saying, how they kind of removed sex from the equation because it became like dirty. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually a lot of our clients, I think it's getting better slowly, but still a lot of them, you know, they they don't want to talk with the doctors or or nurses about sex. Mm -hmm. They wish they could, but they still feel, you know, and maybe it's a self-stigma, but they still feel like it's, you know, it's still, you know, but it's, it's, it is your own fault that you cut it. Yeah. You know, there's this yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. It's not exactly. necessarily it's like that, but it's the feeling that people are sitting with. Yeah. It's a kind of, a, it sounds similar to when people have breast cancer and they maybe have to have a mastectomy and then they want to get rebuilt and have a new breast. It's kind of like, aren't you just glad you're alive? Like, yeah, why would you need the yeah, new yeah. breast as well? It's, yeah, it yeah. feels kind of like that. Aren't you yeah. happy? Why would you need to have sex as well? Like yeah, you're yeah, alive. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But what is it like with, because um, you were saying there's this, um, that gay men have a lot of partners. So that kind of went down and is back up. Yes, I would say so. But why is it? Why do you think that gay men have a lot of partners? It's a big question. I think the simple explanation for it is that we are men. And some survey would show that men are thinking after on sex. And then when we are two men, it's like, if you are thinking about sex every fourth minute, I do the same. It's like <laughs> every second minute together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, it's easier. I mean, when I before I even you know when I was like this tall, I didn't know anything about. It. I, I I thought I was alone, but then I went to public toilets and there were small holes in the walls, you know, mm. and there was a guy there with a hat on, and I'm like, so it it was also for men then don't define themselves as gay. Mm-hmm. They can go to these places and, you know, go to sex clubs. It's quite easy. You just put your dick in through a hole in the wall and you don't even have to actually, you know, know that it's a guy on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it's just because we are men that it's, it's easier and we are maybe more not too judgmental to each other when it comes to this part because we actually, you know, we, you hear a lot of gay people saying, but we are so good in you know, dividing sex from love. Mm-hmm. So we can go out and do yeah. this and we can go out and just have sex. And then I think, you know, if we go to a sex club, it's not uncommon to have, I mean, several partners at one night. Mm-hmm. So in a year. And because we don't have family, I think, I think a lot of things actually going on into this because we don't have family so that we don't have the same responsibility that people have kids. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get kids now. Yeah. But so we just, you know, the things that we used to meet around was actually the sex. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going down, it's actually increasing now, I mean, with the chem sex, because now the parties are at home mm-hmm. and multiple partners come during a weekend, mm-hmm. so. But would you say that um, 
so is this just kind of like how is this negotiated within a gay relationship is it like okay uh, we are in an open race relationship we're poly or is it like um i know one gay couple that said as long as we're not in the same zip code but if we're in the same zip code we're just with each other but if you're in a different city than me you have a free pass but i don't mm. want to know about it like how are these rules negotiated as i would say shortly that Almost all the gay couples I know have an open relationship. Yeah. But we have different ways of having it. I've had an open relationship with my partner, uh, my, my husband, <laughs> since we met each other. Because he was just in the, in the beginning, like, I cannot fulfill your needs because I was maybe a bit more kinky than him. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, but you can have that outside. Yeah. Uh, so that was like kind of the beginner rule. So if it was something that he was not into, then I could do it outside. But then as time go by, we were better in negotiating and talk about it. When can we do it? With who can we do it? Is it okay to bring one home in the bedroom? Or mm -hmm. should it always be outside? Mm -hmm. or, uh, and so we had very strict uh, rules to begin with that if we go out together, we also go home together. Yeah, okay. But when I'm at work or he's at work, we could do it. Yeah, okay. We would never, never, never sit in the couch and say, okay, I go out tonight. I'm just having a grinder date now. We would never do that. Oh, okay. But I have uh, couples in my in in my playroom. I was going to say I meant in my counseling room. Playroom is a good <laughs> thing to call a counseling room. Yeah, sorry. But they they're actually struggling with this. So my oh. I always recommend that if you want to open up, be a bit strict in the beginning. It's it's actually okay, and then talk about it, evaluate it. Yeah. And then yeah. So what are they struggling? Do they feel that there's this pressure because they're gay to be in an open relationship? Yeah, because I think actually there's also a pressure because the community is like, but we have open relationship. So actually yeah. newcomers think, oh, that's how we have to be. So they actually some people feel like, but I'm not ready for that. I'm actually a jealous type or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I want a more monogamous for a relationship. So they're actually struggling because there's, they, they feel like kind of pressure from the community because we have to be like that because we are gay. And it's also like, that's our thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we got the marriage here, there was also, you know, some gay people were actually like, no, 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 because we don't want to be heterosexuals. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't want to be put into labels and have the same, we are, we are fighting for being different. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in the community, there's always also these movements and, you know, back and forth, what is the best. Mm -hmm. A lot of new, uh, LGBT people uh, coming out. What I hear from them is actually that they, they want to be more monogamous, actually. Mm. But I think maybe it's also some when you get older, it's maybe a bit easier to open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you trust your relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think for me, what I'm talking with my clients about is like that the trust is the most important part. If we start cheating each other, yeah. then it's bad. But if we have an agreement, we can talk about, okay, this was too much. I got jealous. I got sad. You yeah. hurt me. Take it back mm -hmm. a bit. Look at each other, you know. Should we do it together? I mean, there's all different kind of way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. It's great. But because I'm so interested, because we've been, I've been talking to a lot of, you know, straight couples that are now exploring this. Yeah, yeah. And now we have all these new words. We have, you know, I think the open relationship was kind of like, the gay thing yeah, you kind yeah. of like people just they assume if you're a gay couple you're in an open exactly relationship right, like you're right. but now you have these different forms you have the poly and you have the throuple or the thriple yeah, where yeah. you have three people together and 
that to me seems kind of almost more like a straight thing rather than a gay thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That kind of yeah. all those different types yeah, of relationships. Yeah, yeah. It seems like yeah, it seems like the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the gay guy community is more like it's about sex, yeah. and then we have a partner. Yeah. Whereas the straight people are more like, oh, we have multiple partners and not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. sex with all of it. It feels yeah, really yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. How's Actually, that? all now when I'm thinking about it, because when I, I follow some different poly um, posts, on, uh, people, polo people on Instagram. Yeah. And that's exactly what I actually think they're writing about mostly. That is actually they have multiple partners. Mm -hmm. We have also that, but it's only for the sex part. Yeah. It's like, I was at one time we were out, my me and my husband, and we was these people. There was one he was very interesting, my husband, and he f thought it was so awkward. And I was like first inviting him home and say, "But you, you can, you can come with us, and I can just sit, you know, next to you, and you, mm -hmm. you, you have, can have fun." And he was like, "Whoa, that was too weird." And then later on, it was like I was doing a game, so I said to him, "Let's do a role play." Mm -hmm. Where are you sitting? Oh, he was sitting with some friends over there. I said, now we're playing that you are me and I'm you. So I go over to your friend and you sit here and you now it's your boyfriend. Yeah. So then you can kiss if you want to. And he was totally, you know, that was also really something. <laughs> so I went to his friends and I just jumped into the space and said, hey, I'm, I'm swapping place with Kikor, mm -hmm. was his name. And they were like, but how can you do that? Because they were, you know, like jealous already on my behalf. And I was like, no. Klaus can go out and have the best sex ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe better sex than he will never have with me. Mm -hmm. But when he wake up tomorrow morning, he will have the breakfast with me. And I'm so sure about that. I'm so sure of our yeah. relationship. Yeah. So I don't mind to share him with other people to have a good experience. Mm -hmm. But he will be with me. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that shows the whole difference because we can go out, we can have fun, we can come home. And sometimes we share it and sometimes it's not you know, we have, you know, we can ask, do you want to hear it? Or the other one can ask, so how was it? Sometimes, you know, we can bring it in. Mm -hmm. and say, oh, that was, uh, that sounds hard. Or we can, we can make it also together or whatever. But it's just about giving it, uh, each other that space to do those kind of things. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about the open relationship. Myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's not going on dates and you're not going on no, dates. No. Actually, we were out to some other friends here uh, last week for a birthday party, and they talked about, you know, that they have been out uh, separately the day before. Yeah. And they actually, from one of the guys, they were actually using the word on a date. Yeah. And yeah. it was a whole day date. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow, interesting. I, did, I, I would never have that with Klaus, that we could go on a date. Yeah. But we could have sex, and we could go out and have sex for eight hours with a person. It's not the problem. But it's just the definition, I think. Yeah, Before, yeah, yeah. For me, a date is more like... like talking and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe and, for know, dinner and yeah, some exactly. activity or something. Yeah. Well, I think it's for me, it's best just to keep it simple. Do the sex part and do good sex with others is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's good to be clear on that. Yeah, yeah I think that's the most important part. But how, how, is the, how is the Tinder vibe here in Copenhagen? I think it's quite used. Yeah. Actually, a lot of gay people start to use Tinder because they think it's a bit more serious than a grinder. Mm. So it's grinder just for sex. Most people would say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have other apps also and it's like grinder is for them maybe, you know, the more fit guys. You have oh. uh, you know, the young twinks, uh, sex really? packs guys. And a lot of chemsex. Okay. I have to say not to talk bad about grinder, 
but it has changed something to the community as well, and not only for the best. Yeah. And we have scruff, which is more scruffy guys, you know, with the beard and you know, like bears. Hair. Yeah, yeah. semi bears because we have crawler that's for bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have okay. each app have his their, their profile. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you could be like not a bear and go on a bear app looking yeah, for a yeah, bear. Yeah. That'd be fine. That's kind of like a chaser or admirer. I don't have all these <laughs> no. words. We have we have names. Oh, I know. I was doing I was doing an emoji. Uh, with, I was doing an emoji kind of contest with a gay guy, and he was sending me all these, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And I was like, uh, looking for a top. Hello. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. And then he sent me a pig, and I was like, What's a pig? He's like a kink. I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know any of this. I'm like, Oh my god, my world is so boring. Well, compared to the gay world, <laughs> it's so much fun. In a way, it's true, but in another way, it's also because we actually, if you look on the other side, we don't need to talk about it. So it's also a way of, you know, mm. maybe not, don't ask you. I just put all the things on here because yeah, some people. Yeah, yeah. And and again, if I was chatting with you and you were a gay guy and you didn't know, because not all gay guys know so yeah, the yeah. meaning. So like, okay, that's nice. Snowflake, for instance. Okay, you like snow? You know, we're going skiing together. No, because it means crystal meth. You have a small, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, okay. there's all these kind of like, you can also have small needles. I thought, I thought snowflake. I was like, oh, it's probably a person that's like really sensitive, yeah. <laughs> really like into emotional stuff. No. No, okay. It's yeah. crystal meth. And a small diamond means mostly, but some people also, because it could also be crystal meth, but most time it's because you're selling sex. Yeah. So if you have a small diamond, you are a sex worker. You have small needles, means that you are slamming crystal meth. Okay. You have small pills, means it's, you could means either you're taking prep, yeah. you are HIV positive, and you take medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all. So you, you can, I mean, some of it you can really, because it's also about the spelling, how if you use capital letters or small letters. Like, for instance, party with a big T, mm -hmm. party, mm -hmm. means like T for Tina, T, Tina crystal meth. So, yeah, there you go. Wow, it's a secret code. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And because Grindr actually, you know, many of the apps actually have restrictions for what you can actually write in your profile. So you're not allowed to write about drugs, for instance, yeah. or sex working. Yeah. So you can just use all the emojis for it. Mm. It's only a matter of time until they figure it out and ban those emojis. Probably. Yeah, it's now because it, it. <laughs> Because now it's, in, it's in, owned by a Chinese company. I mean, what is the interest yeah. for that? But that's another story. Okay, okay, okay. Because um, one of Iceland's most famous gay guy, like the, almost one of the first open gay guys, and he's like, he's Iceland's jewel. People love him. Podloskar, who was in Eurovision. They're like Iceland's famous, most famous and most loved gay person. I think I can say that. And he said in an interview, he was talking, he's like, I love Grindr. You can just order a guy, like you order a pizza. He's here within 15 minutes. And look, and he was talking about he's on prep. And he was like the most famous first person to get on prep. And people were just like, no, don't advertise casual gay sex. Like, what are you doing? You will destroy funding for prep. Yeah. So that's, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. how sensitive it is it as is, well. Yeah, yeah, it is. This casual sex yeah, yeah. talk. And also because, I mean, it has been the fight over all the, I, have, I have been into the game for many, many years. And that was also, you know, the, the kind of like the internal fight in the community because 
how open should we actually be about the sex we have? Because what about the authorities? Would they give us the medication if they know yeah, it's because yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. slutting around? <laughs> yeah. I mean, would we get prepped because if we just yeah. we can't control ourselves? You know, all these, you know. And it have been an issue. I mean, no mm -hmm. doubt that it have actually been an issue. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, to the funding. Yeah. But I think nowadays it's more like, okay, we know. I once heard a doctor, he said, like, about the gay community, he said, since we can't control your sex life, it's just better to give you all the vaccination there are. I mean, just take all the uh, hip uh, vaccination, you know, yeah. everything you can just take it because we cannot control you. We cannot change your behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's also a way of seeing it. Mm -hmm. And in a way, he maybe have a point mm -hmm. because I think now, after the fear for maybe, let's say, 10 years, if he's put it in small ciphers, fear of getting HIV. Now it's like liberal again, the medication is working, we get good prep, we're free again, mm -hmm. and somehow yeah, we right. don't care. I mean, yeah, right, when you put yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Okay, uh, let's move into the chemsex bit. And that go very well with that, because in the beginning that I started to see in Copenhagen that we had an issue was I was working with HIV positive people, uh, with their partners and their relatives. And then I started to see kind of a pattern that people were talking more and more about not the quality of sex, but the quantity of sex. Yeah. So it was suddenly more like, I want to go to the sex club and have sex with 10 people. Yeah, so it was about the, instead, the partners. Exactly, the, the multiple partners and the cum loads, to be very honest. And the cum load? Yeah, it was about the cum. You know, the more I could get, yeah. The better. Yeah. And I'm okay. like, okay. So I start to see this. Did I start to see, you know, like hypersexuality or a sex addiction? Maybe. And then I was like, okay. But then I was like, okay, there's also a connection with the drugs, the drug scene. Mm. Ah, but if you like to have more, many partners in a weekend, if you take some amphetamine, you can go on for more hours. Mm. And then, I mean, crystal meth was maybe introduced in Copenhagen 10 years ago. And from amphetamine, where you can stay awake for like eight hours, suddenly you get crystal meth, you can stay awake for 24 or 36 hours. So Jesus. it's not, yeah. So it's not uncommon to have a sex party going on for like 36 hours. And now when we are men and you know, people are like, but. Can you be sure that you are getting horny? Yes, because the drugs make you horny. So we can actually set up a, a date, you know, on Saturday. I don't know, maybe we are not, you know, first choice for each other, but mm -hmm. we have set up the date because we know we can have good sex. And as soon as we take the drug, we are on the same level. Mm. And we don't care. I mean, because you are not important. It's what we're doing that is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but does everything function? Do you get an erection and... No. No, yeah, because I was like, what I know, I've heard. <laughs> so you will take a Viagra. Yeah, yeah, okay. And actually they call it, now I have to see if, in England they call it an MTV, meth, Truvada, which is PrEP, yeah. and V for Viagra. Yeah, So MTV, okay. that's kind of like, you take this package. Yeah, but, and then you're good to go. Yeah, you, you, because mo for most people it's not working. But that's again, if we go back to what I said before about the fisting. Yeah. You see, now it's make even more sense to do yeah, other things than yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. because maybe this is not working, but we're still fucking horny. Yeah, yeah. Then we have loads of toys. We can use hands. We can use fingers, mm-hmm. and we can still have a lot of good sex. Mm-hmm. So people are also because you relax more. So actually, for some people, you know, they never do bottoming. I mean, the receiving mm-hmm. part. They're like, okay, now I'm doing this. Then I can relax for the first time, and they really can enjoy anal sex uh, for the first time. Mm. So it makes very well sense that we are using drugs. Mm. If you need the explanation, and also, I mean, with all that internalized homophobia and homophobia from outside, but also a lot of that have we made internal. Because mm-hmm. I've grown up with like, oh, gay people are so and so and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have any role models when I was watching TV. You know, if I saw a gay person when I was a child or growing up, they were always like, hey, 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 yeah. you know, like this. So no wonder gay people are becoming like that because that's all what we have seen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't reflect in my father, but could, oh, that one person in that TV show, but yeah, he was so yeah, yeah. obviously gay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we have just adopted that. Mm-hmm. And with all that. I mean, for a lot, it's also still like, it's hard to, we can maybe have a lot of partner, but we don't have maybe intimacy mm. because we are really good at going out and have a lot of sex. Yeah. But when it comes to intimacy, it's we are, it, because then we're suddenly two men la- laying together. We, yeah. When we're just yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But suddenly when we are close, it's like, okay, there is, you are a man. I'm laying with another man. I'm gay. Yeah. So it's really like, they are where drugs can help a lot of people because they don't have to think about that. They can just relax. So do you think it's quite common at these um, chemsex parties that there are MSM, men who have sex with men, without identifying as gay? Yes. Mm. Actually, the, I, <laughs> another client I had, he was totally identified himself as straight, heterosexual. But he found out that because he liked to be fisted, mm-hmm. but he couldn't find girls that wanted to do it. So with some drugs, he could have sex with men. But he was still, when you asked him, I'm straight. I will yeah, never have yeah. a relationship with another man. I just, I just do this because I get, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of sex I really like. Mm. We see that and we see, you know, for also for people that have issues with coming out to their family. Uh, immigrants, for instance. Yeah. It's also so much easier to do drugs because then it kind of like, they can kind of like, okay, I have my my life at home with my yeah, wife and my kids. Yeah. And then I go to these chemsex parties. I just have sex with men. But when I go out of that room, I'm straight again. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But because uh, you were talking about the cum load as well. Yeah. But obviously you're going to finish that quite soon. Yeah. And that's actually another thing because when you are there, you don't want to come. <laughs> right. So okay. it's like kind of like to make it visual, like etching, you know, yeah, okay, when you yeah. when you keep like going on on the edge, 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 but you can actually go on for that for a weekend because you don't want to uh, unload because okay. you want to have the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. again, some people also like to come, but then they can just continue anyway yeah. with small break. Mm-hmm. We do something else and then we go on. My coworker actually wrote about this, and she said, you know, if you take the the gra- uh, graph. I don't know the English word, but you know the, pl- the yeah, with the plateau phase, yeah, and it's actually exactly what we're doing. You know, we lay there and just go on and on and on and on. Yeah, and, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes you will go home from a party and you haven't unload yet, and just you know go on, go on, go on, and some people and you don't unload at the party, but then you come home, it's like okay, just another hour jerking off, 
two hours, three hours, porn, porn, porn. Because some of the drugs, actually crystal meth, which is the most heavy drug, actually also when you have done it during time, you're not satisfied with actually what's going on here. You need so, more. Yeah. So kind of like you can see people at the chemsex party, like they're getting fisted or fucked, and they're on grinder to look for the next one. Because they're like, you're here, all the time you're searching for the next one, the things that are not there. The other video is better. No, we go back to that one. No, no, that was a better video, you know. Because the brain is so wow. running, yeah, yeah. Don't they then get disappointed with the chemsex? Like, why do they go there weekend after weekend if it if that's kind of? Because just uh, the drug in itself is giving you so much. If we make it simple, dopamine. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are overloaded with dopamine. So the brain is like, like when you if you say sex gives hundreds dopamine issues mm -hmm. or pieces, then it's eleven hundred for crystal meth. I mean, you are so overloaded. Yeah. And the brain thinks, you know, you have a, had a good weekend, you had a lot of sex. And then when I'm asking people, so you had a good weekend. Yeah, it was a great party. Okay, if we look at the 24 hours, how many hours did you actually have, you know, contact with other people? Maybe 12. How many of the hours were, you know, you having intercourse? Maybe two. How many hours were you on Grinder? Eight. But they don't realize that because the brain is just, you know, so... Okay. So they're not even enjoying what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They like it. Okay. And the brain like it a lot. Yeah, okay, okay. And the whole searching part is also like a part of the... Mm. And, yeah. And also you, you're changing, you know, because in the beginning, if, if, you, if you use the Tinder example, you're like, swap, 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 swap. No, no, no. Ah, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, no, no to uh, sip more of the pipe, then maybe it becomes, yeah. ah, I can do him, I can do him. Yeah. And when you look at your grinder or the Tinder next day, it was like, did I have sex with all these people? I would never go yeah. with these people on a normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. But I thought I thought the chemsex parties were like kind of an invite only. Yeah. But is it a lot of coming and going? Or is it like the, these two people who arrived or the people who will stay or? Yeah. For the beginning, we setting up a party on Saturday. Yeah. You invite two, and I invite two. Mm -hmm. But then when the drugs take over, we like, as I just you know said, like we're not satisfied. So it's like, and then I go on grind. It's like, could we invite him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and that's also a problem with when because if we have decided to do sex without condom, we know each other's status or your prayer. Yeah. I I made something positive. But then we are inviting other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And they don't know. You know, so they're not a part of that plan we have made, but we just come in. So a lot of people would actually say that that they have been abused where the chemsex parties mm. because suddenly they were doing things that they wasn't expecting to do. Or yeah, suddenly yeah. they were having sex with a person that they didn't want to have sex with and the person took up the condom or he didn't want to use condom. But you're like, you're so high and in, in, in the game that you're like, okay, yeah. I think about that tomorrow. Yeah, 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 because that's kind of what I've been hearing, because now there are a lot of conferences and there's a lot of talk about the chemsex. Mm. Um, because that's kind of what I've been hearing is like, it's almost like a black room. It's like you're going to go in and you have to consent to everything yeah. and yeah. everyone. And there's no going to be no discussion or negotiation. Yeah, true. Which is quite different, I think, from sex clubs. Yes. Where they're talking about, you know, don't be too drunk and yeah, yeah. be mindful of your body and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, and that's actually, as an organization, what we are trying to 
tell people to do. It's actually okay to have rules and have, you know, trust yeah. yourself and bring bring your pills, you know, all these kind of things. But we also have to realize that people, when they go in there, they put the, uh, the, the brain outside because mm -hmm. it's just the sex brain taking over. And, you know, even they decided, okay, I put the alarm for my taking my Pret or my HIV medication. I put the alarm for like eight. Mm -hmm. But then it's eight and we're like, ah, I don't bother to go down and take it. Mm. But I can trust you if the clock is ringing for taking some DHB, you will, you will be alerted. Okay, now it's G time and we take the G. Mm. So something, there's something happened with the HIV medication or the PrEP that we are a bit worried about. So we're trying to say to people that bring enough and just take it when you realize, okay, I need, maybe I should have taken, take the medication, you know, and it's okay to set up some kind of standouts or rules for yourself. Mm -hmm. But again, we know that even though that you have all that rules when the party starts, it's go yeah, out yeah, in the sink. Yeah. And is, are the parties mostly in just private apartments? Yeah, or? yeah. And I mean, I mean, private apartments or hotels. And are people eating? I mean, is there Gatorades? You know, what, like, is there anybody taking, is there anybody sober that's like taking care of the party? No, and that's also an, a recommendation that we do that somebody should be, you know, in charge, but no, yeah. not, 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 I, I mean, on the comment on the big uh, picture, no, but there are a few places where we hear about there's somebody that only have taken some MDMA, but I mean, only taking some MDMA, you can still lose it. I mean, yeah, you can't have control with 20 people running around. Yeah. And we, we see a lot of struggling with, they have made up the mind that they would don't want to do crystal meth or don't want to do G, they just want to do Coke or ketamine or something like that. They set up a party and the rules are very clear. Eight hours later, a guy comes, can I, can I just have a sip of a pipe in the kitchen? Mm. And the party are running. So if you are asking me and I say no, I'm kind of killing the party, even though it's my apartment and I decided that you could not do crystal meth. So I feel like, you know, Wow. That I have to say yes, okay. because otherwise maybe people out in town will talk about, oh, the party at his place was not good. You don't go there. He don't do crystal, you know. People are, yeah. it's not necessary. It's the truth. It is like that. But the feeling of being rejected because of that is really high. But like, what's, mo what's Monday like when you go to work oh, yeah. after a weekend like that? I mean, what's your, what's your life like? Yeah. Unfortunately, we do see more and more people actually losing their job because the, the drug have taken over. And then it's not also because it goes from good sex to a yeah. <laughs> it goes from good sex to where the drugs is taking over. So what is actually what yeah. are, what are you craving for this coming weekend? Is it actually the drug, or is it the sex part? Mm. In the beginning, it's definitely a combination because you have you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the brain is as I said very feeding with dopamine and serotonin, and you know everything mm. is just running around. But at certain point, it's swapping. It's a drug. Mm -hmm. So now it's a drug issue. And then people are like, okay, I can just smoke two pipe, two sip on the pipe Monday morning to go work. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a story with a guy, he was working in the airport, just selling perfume, but still you have to go through yeah, the yeah, security yeah. every day. And he was bringing his pipe to work until he got fired because they found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, do, we do start to see a lot of that, to yeah. be honest. Okay. But we also have to say, I mean, it does have a good effect. I mean, there are very good reasons why people are doing drugs, but it also have very high. Uh, what are the good reasons for people doing drugs? 
internalized homophobia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish there were other ways for them, yeah, though, yeah, to deal yeah, with yeah, internalized yeah, yeah. homophobia. And that's what we are working on in the school. I think it will get better and better and better in that sense. But then the drugs issue is so high. But it's also because it's good sex. I mean, in the beginning, it is good sex. And even though that you don't, if you only have sex for the eight hours that you are at the party, the brain still go home with a lot of sex until you get paranoid and get conspiracy theory and everything else, because that's another, I mean, another dark side of the drug. Yeah. But do you mean, but do you mean good sex, not just because of the multiple of partners, but because you can relax and explore yeah. different kinds of sex? Yeah. And for some people, I mean, they, they also take more, I was going to say risk, but it's the wrong word, but they maybe explore things that they have been thinking about, or let's say BDSM. They, they want to do things that they're like, mm, I've been thinking about this all my life. And suddenly they dare to do it. Mm. It's not because it's the drug is giving you new fantasies. It's in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. you just, uh, the, the brain is just like, okay, now I dare to do this. Or mm. I can do things that I have never been dreaming about. Being the receiving part of NLC sex, for instance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like, it's a crutch. It is. And it may be sometimes an excuse. Oh, I was yeah. just like high on drugs and you do things and... Exactly. Yeah. And do you think it's becoming like a problem? Yes. It's not like just like, <laughs> a, it's not like, just like a small group of people, but it's like... It's growing. I mean, actually here in Copenhagen, it's easier now to get hold of crystal meth than it is to get an ecstasy. Yeah, okay. And I mean, if you have a, if you imagine you have a scale here with the dangerous drugs, heroin and MDMA ecstasy is here. So it's like... Yeah. And crystal meth is also here. It's very, very close to heroin. Yeah. And more and more are taking it. We can we have had some surveys back from two thousand and what year was two thousand sixteen we had the first smaller ones, then we had made one later in seventeen, and now we're doing another one. Mm. And it's increasing. But it also say like the drug prices are also gone down. When when crystal meth came to Copenhagen it was like two thousand Danish kroner for a gram. Now it's 600. It's cheaper than cocaine. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So you're, you're worried about um, like the drug problem. Yeah. But also maybe people going over their limit and they're. Yeah. Because we do see a lot. Of, I mean, we see, we do see an increasing of abuse. I actually just heard in the news today also after the Corona lockdown, that the clubs are opening also as a straight community, uh, that a lot of people are drug raped. Uh, since we opened, and when did we open? Three months ago? Yeah. And this, the number have just gone up in those three months. Okay. Uh, do you mean with um, people? GSP, yeah. If you put in the drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going up as well. But that's also a part that you're using at this chemsex parties. Yeah. And, and a lot it's of... called like a juice, some kind of juice, yeah, yeah. G juice or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people actually, because they're also, you, you get very horny with these kind of drugs. And some people also like, to flirt with the thought of being raped. So we are setting up a rape. We overdose me a bit. And then you are planning, you know, you're raping with, with, with a lot of people. And then I wake up in the middle of it. It's like, oh, I'm being raped, you know, to do. But people also OD on it. So it is really, really a risky drug as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What were your question? Nice, yeah, but, but I, we see just, yeah. we see an increasing. I mean, and we see the sex that people are doing is like outrageous. We have had clients also saying that because they, they want the brain want, needs more and more. Mm -hmm. So you, now you have taken the arm up to there, what's next? Then you're going to do it in a cemetery that you're going to have sex. 
We have clients that are going because they are injecting drugs, like we call it slamming in the cake community because we want to make it nice, but they're injecting. And then they're actually going on the streets to find needles from drug users because then you know the whole idea of what do we catch on top of it. Oh, yeah. And we are maybe swapping the needles, you know, we are planning the party and we have 10 needles and then later I was like, were you red or was I the red one, you know, playing like Russian roulette. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a misunderstanding of the needle play that goes on in the BDSM community. That's not It's not a needle play, no. It's another uh, game of needle play. Oi. Okay. Wow. I'm really surprised. Mm. But can I ask you though, because you were saying it's risky sex as well. It's not just about the drugs. No. Because I'm, I mean, they're doing stuff to the body. And I remember I was listening to this um, stand-up comedian who was a gay guy, Australian. And he was like, oh, you know the rose. Let's talk about the rose. And even though this was at Pride in Reykjavik, people were like, what, did what you the say? hell is a rose? Mm. And I was, it's like me and three other people. And I'm like, but this is Pride. And he was like, oh, are you ready for the rose? And then when he started talking about it, I saw people just like shocked. So can we talk a bit about like what's happening when you're being fisted anally up to your elbow, maybe? Yeah. Actually, the story I've told about before with the guy that came, the straight guy coming to my office when he started to yeah, come. A fisting guy, yeah. Yeah. And actually his issue was he was he was searching the counseling because he got a hep C. And then he knew about that we had this uh, offer for um, for talks. And then his first question to me was because he really loved fisting and he wrote, liked it rough and deep. And he was like, but I am worried. What will happen in the end? Mm-hmm. You know, what will I, when I get old, do I need to wear a diaper? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we cannot say yes or no because you can still keep training mm-hmm. the director. The, uh, the yeah. But there's a whole movement about that you, they like the rose. So the rosebud is actually when the the it's an anal prolapse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And some like it's very big, and it can actually be. I mean, really, I mean, a lot coming out. And I would say that they will get an issue with shitting in the long run, and we need to wear a diaper mm-hmm. because it's like it's a whole thing coming out. Well, what do you think is like? Uh, what's the turn on with it? Like, what's the why is it a thing? Yeah, that was a good question. They talked about it? No. Because hmm. I wondered, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I want you it's to like, do a rose. I want you to do a rose. Yeah, yeah. And it goes both ways. It's both for the receiving part. They want to show, you know, see what I'm giving to you. But it's also the other part. I mean, the one that is actually doing it, they would like it. I mean, so it's, it is a thing. Not for all fisters, but but for for amount of people, and there's networks for that as well. Like you have for the grow the bears, the twins, all that. But there's also a community for prolapse, anal prolapse. So you would put a rose in your Tinder profile or your Grinder yeah, profile yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. let people know either you're into it or you can do it. Yeah. Was it mostly for fisting, or is it yeah, all yeah. anal? But mostly. No, fisting. mostly fisting. Yeah. I was sitting with a man once who really liked um, fisting and yeah, he was like up to his elbow and he was saying, telling us all, all these stories and then he's like, oh, I have really bad issues with my digestion and stuff like that. And I was like, mm. mm-hmm. and he's like, it's not related. And I was like, no, I didn't okay. say anything. No, no, no. But yeah. But I was like, but it, it might be. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, some people can take it deeper. I mean, mm-hmm. it's quite, you know, 
fascinating in a way. That it is. To see, no, to see it's how very deep, fascinating. How deep you can go. It's like, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> we are up here. Yeah. But yeah. And of course, it will get issues for some people. Yeah. 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 But what what do you recommend for that? Because I understand, you know, for just like this kind of fisting, you would use a regular latex glove. Yeah, but gloves is also on the way out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come with all the other ones. The condoms are gone. The gloves mm. are gone. Yeah. So even though I mean, a lot of the gay clubs trying to promote gloves and a Crisco for the loop. Why are they using Crisco? Why aren't they just like? I thought that was a joke in one of the sex shops I went to. I was like, Crisco, that's yeah. like a joke. They have all these really good loops. Yeah, yeah. No. People prefer J-loop, which is actually for, you know, for wets when they're doing, you know, the cows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, very popular to use. And, but now they have made loops, you know, called all kind of like anal, yeah. anal pleasure. Yeah. And some of them is a small tranquilizing drug in. So yeah. So relax yeah. more, Yeah. yeah. Where Crisco is just an old American way deep, of doing deep it. Deep fried yeah. yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. kind of oil. But mm. it's still popular. It's still used. Yeah. Some people will say the smell is like, because of the smell, and you, if you get it in the couch and everything, you cannot yeah. take it off. It's really margarine, uh, butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people would prefer J-Loop or other newer. But the, the new ones are so expensive. If you buy one like this, it's maybe, let's say, 100 Danish kroner. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. buy a J-Loop, it's like this is powder, you make it yourself, and then oh. you can get the thickness that you want. Yeah. And it's 200 kroner, and you have to like three years. So yeah. to make it yourself is, is cheaper. But doesn't it destroy the condom, or can you use it with. Is a condom compatible? Do you know? I would say it should be, yeah, because there's no oil in it. So it should be. Okay. But again. We, we haven't talked anything about oral. Isn't that kind of. Is that not a thing? At these sex parties or like within the community? That was also an interesting question because I'm not saying that they don't do oral sex, but it's not the main thing. The main thing will be the ass for most people, for most parties. Yeah. yeah. Gang bang, ass play, different way of ass play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But as a warm up or as a, you know, chill in between? Yeah. Yeah. I'm scrolling through the parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> looking at some stills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you heard? Is the camsex? Is it a gay thing, or is it in the straight community as well? Uh, the definition of camsex is actually made by David Stewart. He passed away this year uh, from London, and he defined it with camsex is men who have sex with men. They're taking crystal meth, methadone, or GHB uh, alone or together. Mm, okay. In Denmark, we say like it's all drugs except marijuana, uh, alcohol, and poppers. We don't include that as a chemistry thing. But it's because, you know, if we are having sex on coke and all the other drugs, then we're just having sex on drugs. And then somebody come in, we add a pipe, and now we're suddenly having chemistry. Yeah. So f to make it, you know, less okay. confusing. Yeah, I see. Is it going to the straight community? Yes. But the definition, if you use uh, David, David Stewart, he would not say it was Kim Six. They were they're just having sex on drugs. But yes, we do see it. I actually have a straight client I've had for like three years. He's clean now, but we just, you know, once a month, we just still see each other to, mm -hmm. so he can stay clean. 
but it was because in the traditional um, drug services, they didn't know what to do with him because he had very hardcore sex and, and it was a big part about the drug use with, for him. Mm. And he, they couldn't talk with him because they didn't know to talk, to talk about sex. Oh, yeah. And as we still see, they are getting better, but we are actually the one out teaching them to talk about chemisex and to talk about sex. But they also see an increasing frustrate people doing those kind of drugs in, in, connect, in connection with drugs, you know, connection with sex. Yeah, and the sex parties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But and we see it also, I mean, it's increasing with the sex workers. So straight guys go to a sex worker. They're being offered, you know, to sip of a pipe. They have amazing sex. They pay good. They come back because they want more sex. They start to buy drugs. So, you know, yeah. more money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And there we see a lot of straight guys go from just being straight yeah, well, I so see. So experiment, and then we they, we have a lot of what we call now bisexual or guys that have sex with other guys or have sex with transgender people. Mm-hmm. They don't define themselves as gay. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So so it is spreading. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Actually, one time I was working. I thought it was me. You know, I was going insane because it's all my life. All my friends, all my gay friends, are almost doing drugs. All of them, and it's all my work. And then one day I woke up in the morning, I mean, you know, it's like a slow <laughs> waker. So it's like, I t- turned on the television and I saw Desperate, not, not Desperate Housewife, Real Housewife of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. oh, I love that show. <laughs> of and Hills. she was doing Crystal Meth, one what? of them, yes. And I was like, in that episode, they talk about, but she's doing Crystal Meth now. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting insane, you know, it's all around me. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's really on, all around me, yeah. Wow, okay. So I think... Crystal med is not only used for sex, mm-hmm. but also to perform because you can you could stay awake for hours. I mean, and you mm-hmm. can perform, and you don't feel that you are high, in the same way. Oh, so you can really like. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's hard to to get rid of it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we do see it spreading out. I have one question. Don't you find it interesting? Well, because obviously you're a gay man, so that's why we're talking about this as well. But. You don't ever hear of lesbian sex parties. No. Isn't that interesting? Very. Have you ever heard of a lesbian camp sex party? No. No, and actually, you know, when we talk about it, it seems like here, I don't know, but I assume it maybe could be the rest, that they do more alcohol and they do more uh, marijuana. Mm. So, but never heard about a sex party for lesbians, never. We actually won when we did the pride party many years ago. I insisted that we had needed two dark rooms, one for the girls and one for the boys. Yeah. The one for the boys was packed. There was nobody in the other room. And it was a pride party. I mean, a lot of lesbians were there, a lot of female guests. Yeah. Nobody was using it. Hmm. But I'm so glad we had it, you know, just to show, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a gesture. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that they have had a BDSM club in Copenhagen. I haven't heard from them in a long time what they're doing, actually. A lesbian BDSM club? Mm, like oh. parties, you know, yeah. gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not even sure if it's still running. Yeah, yeah. okay. Interesting. Mm. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is, yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to add? No. 